0: Hey, everybody. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, we started doing these Star Wars podcasts, and we're here to finish what we started, just like Kylo Ren is going to finish what his great grandpappy started. We're going to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens, and we're joined, as always, by Clay and Dave. Guys, how are you? Good.
1: Good. How are
2: you? Thanks for having me on again.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm yeah, the Force
1: glad o- o- we finally got back to this now that you've sold the podcast to Disney. That's-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a lot of those interview clips of... Uh, Lucas, when he seems still seemed a little bit bitter about selling yeah. to Disney at some point, but um, they're
1: great. They're actually really great to watch at this point.
0: Yeah, he's he's a he's an odd odd little fellow, but we might we might not get too much into him because he's now sort of out of this. Uh, he sells his idea and his franchise's baby to Disney, the big conglomerate, and they hire J.J. Abrams to sort of helm this new thing and a uh, whole new cast. Takes place thirty years after Return of the Jedi. It follows the adventures of Ray Finn and Poe Dameron as they search for Luke Skywalker and fight alongside the resistance. Um, yes. The force awakens came out in 2015. Has, uh, has your opinion of the movie changed at all? And I, I guess like, we'll open it up with Dave. I think you, I think your opinion had change, like how did you, you liked this movie when it came out, right? And you're sort of a little bit off on it now.
2: Yep. The first time I saw it was, uh, I saw it in the theater. I actually waited a while. It was probably six or eight weeks after the release. um, And I watched it with my kid. And I walked out and I said, yeah, that was really good. And then I saw it again on a plane and kind of didn't like it after that. It really (laughs) – it bored me. Like I couldn't even really stay into it. It was on a plane, I understand. But I've since watched it another time by myself at home.
1: And it's just – I don't think it's great. Sure. Clay? Uh, I'm more or less the same. Um, You know, I know – I know opinion on this this movie has kind of shifted since Rogue One came out. Uh, specific, well, it, it's kind of shifted in the couple years since it came out. But after Rogue One came out, it seemed to shift very heavily for a lot of people. Uh, but I I still think this is I think they did a, a really good job with this movie. I think they um they had to uh, a, a very a very small opening they needed to to thread on their needle, and I think they did a really good job with it.
0: You didn't you said thread the needle. You didn't say fire a torpedo or whatever into you... the. <laughs> Into the uh, the small opening.
1: I'm not a fucking nerd, Les. <laughs> but
0: um, I... Let's see. I I don't think my opinion has changed too much of it either. And it's funny coming off the... Um, this recent time that I watched this, coming off the Star Trek Generations movie, it struck me how similar it kind of is in a lot of ways to Star Trek Generations, except it's better than Star Trek Generations.
1: <laughs> it's. I, I hope it's considerably better yeah, than that. Yeah, it's
0: considerably better, but it's a... It's another Passing the Torch film where I feel like mm-hmm. they're a little bit hamstrung in what they can do in this movie. And I guess my, my first sort of takeaway of the movie is basically that uh, Disney bought this and they turned to J.J. J. Abrams. They said, uh, for a baseball analogy, like, we just need a single. Like, if you give us a double, that's <laughs> fantastic. But just, just get us on base and please, like, we have all these other things lined up. The prequels are basically... You were trying to be intentionally walked and you still struck out somehow. But <laughs> yeah, this one is they just need a single. I think they got the single out of it, and they kind of you know, they can move on. They got runners in scoring position, they're ready to go going into the future. And I I, I feel that's been my general opinion of the movie and it hasn't really changed all that much. It doesn't blow me away. I don't think it's very rewatchable in a lot of ways. Like it 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 has moments in the middle that really drag a lot for some reason and yeah yeah go oh, go ahead you can, ahead. You, you can base well, off that, but I find that it's just the pacing and it doesn't hold my attention the entire way through
1: i personally i think the I think the character stuff in this movie is great um I think one of the things that they had to do to be successful here was they needed to i mean the, the to to look at what they had to do overall, they basically had to um regain. Good the goodwill for Star Wars that would that was wasted by the prequels having the prequels having long enough time to gestate that everyone they're universally reviled except for like those four guys on Twitter that that did made that documentary. <laughs> yep. um, they had to uh, move the story forward. They had to work in the previous uh, casts to get everybody you know get all of the older fans kind of back into it. And then they also had to create new characters that were good enough on their own that they could move forward with. And they managed to do all of those things pretty successfully. I think – I did notice this. I will say that, like, the – not to get super specific right off the bat. But the scene from – basically from when they get to the Rebellion base through when they get to Starkiller base is pretty pretty bad like they, they they just it's just like we need some reason to do whatever we're doing uh let's just talk for a couple minutes and hope nobody really thinks about what's going on
0: does um, that include the han solo rolling monster
1: scene is that a part oh no of that? no no that's way before that's okay. that that scene's not great either but like that th- there's a certain point i think they do pretty well overall um you know getting you into the the new stuff that they're doing but then right before they attack star killer base it's like when they start talking about shield oscillators and all this other kind of garbage and it's just like, uh you okay. I'm just gonna say whatever and then hope that once you get there it kind of all it all plays out. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would say it does it probably does drag a little bit in some spots, yeah.
0: Do you I, I um yeah, having watched it and to sort of tie into the generations thing, it feels like the it feels a little obvious to me of them trying to bring back, you know, the solo thing is a big part of it and all that stuff from Princess Leia and everything. But Mm -hmm. I feel like modernizing it is kind of problematic to me. And like, I'm going to get into this more in my uh, inevitable star Wars versus star Trek podcast. But (laughs) the, the problem I have with, or star Wars and star Trek are like opposites in this way where star Wars, the longer it goes, Where Star Trek, the longer it goes, the more impressed I can get by it. The longer Mm -hmm. Star Wars goes on, the less impressed I am by anything that's happening in it.
1: Because you mean like in inside a movie, like in in terms of you're talking just like in the whole franchise.
0: In terms of like expanding the universe of Star Wars, because Mm -hmm. when the originals came out, right, the the movies were this fantasy adventure (laughs) thing where they were saying that. This is the, like, the Anakin Skywalker, Luke Skywalker thing is the most important thing that has ever happened in the universe, right? And the prequels are okay in that because they kind of explain the backstory of how that came around. The further expansion you get, I still look at every movie and go, well, this can't possibly be as important as the Skywalker stuff. So why why do I feel it's important? And Star Trek is, it doesn't have that grand aspiration. So I feel like you can expand the Star Trek universe in a lot Easier way, just by focusing mm-hmm. on different people. If you focus on unimportant people in the Star Wars universe, I don't care about them.
1: Well, I think, I think that's you know one of the one of the things I've heard people complain about this movie is that they were kind of annoyed that it was another Skywalker family centric Star Wars movie, and that never really computed with me because I, I guess for better or worse, I, kind of going on what you're saying, Wes, the the Skywalker family is the story of star Wars. You know, like you can do the, do the other stuff like the rogue ones and the offshoots and all that kind of stuff. But like the main body story of star Wars has always been the story of the Skywalker family. So to do something different would feel it. it I don't, I don't think it would really feel right. Like, cause the, the entire story of star Wars is a story about legacy and a story about destiny and, and, you know, stuff being passed down. So to not, to not have the Skywalkers involved feels like it's like maybe this isn't the best analogy to use, but it's like it's like getting pissed off because Godfather three was about the Corleone family, you know, like, that's just, that's just what it's about. And, um, you know, I think the way that they're moving it forward here is actually pretty good by, by not involving Luke at all till the end, but you still got Kylo Ren, who's still part of the family. Who is is kind of on an inverse journey to what Luke was gone, and I, I don't know. I think they I think they do they do a good job with that stuff, and I I I like that stuff. I think the 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 weight that that they give everything by the end of the movie, what like by the time you get to the uh, Kylo Ren um, Ray lightsaber fight, I feel like they earn it pretty well by establishing those characters and establishing the uh, the legacy that's at stake. At least at least on the surface with Kylo Ren and somewhere yet to be revealed with Rey.
0: Yeah. What would you think, Dave? Would you uh
1: Yeah, I mean I agree that you can't really do uh
2: a Star Wars movie within like you can't do what 7 8 and 9 and not make it about the Skywalker family. If yeah. one through six are about the Skywalker family, so seven, eight, and nine have to include that too. It actually bugged me that there wasn't enough of that stuff in there. I guess you're right, Clay. That like Kylo Ren's part of the family, so the story's moving through him. But like Luke isn't in it until the very end. There's there's very minimal Leia in it. Han Solo's in it, and he's good. But um, you know, I wanted more Luke, and I really just didn't care for what they did at all with Princess Leia.
0: I guess that uh, the Luke thing at the end kind of ties into what I see as a problem with the pacing. And I don't know if this was like intentionally designed this way, but uh, my note here, I don't know if it'll make full sense, but the movie has no time to explain. Uh, it needs to get action. And it needs to hit all the points that the audience wants to see. Mm-hmm. There's, a, I don't know if it's intentional or if they think that this is a good way to, but they, the movie to me has a lot of unanswered questions that it doesn't really go into at any sense because it doesn't want to waste the time of explaining the backstory of what's going on it it wants to do that in future movies and it wants to sort of push it out but it feels a little bit odd to me like the one of the things would be like um finn's turn at the very start feels very abrupt to me and it doesn't make a lot of like i know that they have to just kind of get him into the movie and do things but Coming off of what I've seen of the Empire and everything, and these guys dress exactly like the Empire, so I figure they are basically the Empire. Um it's it's difficult to to fit in how Finn has changed how things have changed in these thirty years, I guess would be my problem. And the movie doesn't really want to explain that just like it doesn't want to explain Ray at this point. Um, it doesn't want to explain a lot about the what happened with Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker and everything like that. Which is fine as a mystery, but it feels like there's a lot of the story here that I find unsatisfying because they're just leaving it for a future movie.
2: Sure. Definitely. And that's why like, it feels more like a JJ Abrams movie to me than it did a star Wars movie because it doesn't, it doesn't develop as much as it hints towards things and just gives little, you know, Easter eggs here and there. Like th- that's what bugged me about it too. Like, um, like, uh, like Ray's character. Um, a lot of like the character development they do they do in there is mysterious and it never explains why, and it, you you got to wait for the next movie to find it and it just it just bugs me. Just tell a story, man.
0: Right? The, yeah, that's, I, that's how it's like a that's how I compared to generations. It's that connection that isn't. It's not about sort of setting up the story at this point as much as making the link shown between the mm-hmm. old original series and this new series. What were you going to say, Clay?
1: Well, I was just going to say yeah. The I. I know, I know exactly what you mean. I the the, I wish they had sacrificed like the Rathtar sequence for just like a quiet scene where they just sort of talked about what had been going on for a while, <laughs> yeah. or like what the what exactly like the politics are. That I, I know this is ironic to say coming off of the the prequels, but I kind of wish someone had established like what the politics were. You're like
0: what are the yeah. trade agreements between these planets in yeah. this one? Well, that's I another thing it. that really takes it away from
2: Star Wars. Is like there's no galactic context to the movie at all. Unlike any of the other ones, like even the first one, they've got some galactic stuff going on. They talk about like the Senate and they kind of establish a political background. So it feels like the whole galaxy is at stake. This one doesn't. It doesn't even care. It's just like, oh, yeah, well, they're fighting Nazis now or ISIS or some combination between (laughs) the two. Don't worry about it. Just watch.
0: Well, I want to talk about the the actual political setup, because why is the army of what is essentially the government called the Rebellion? right? Yeah. Or the Resistance, yeah. right? They're called the Resistance or something. That's it yeah.
1: doesn't I guess make
2: a they never sense. really established that the Rebels won, but it, I don't know. It's not clear. They don't yeah,
1: talk th- about it. The the, the, the um, line that they use in the opening crawl that I always found kind of vague, uh, unnecessarily vague, is they refer to the First Order as rising from the ashes of the Empire. Yeah. And that implies that the Empire was completely defeated, but... I mean, for the amount of power that they seem to have, are are they a are they the minority group here, or is it that like the the empire? You know, like there was a power vacuum, and then this is this is what ended up filling it. They are still fairly. Like, I guess what's missing is, you know, in the original ones, the empire was always like you could always feel the pressure from the empire, even if even if it was just like a uh, a uh, kind of a. Um, an ethereal concept. The, the power of the, and, and control of the empire was always felt. Yeah. Whereas here, the first order just, you don't know what they do or like what they, what power they actually have other than the fact that they have this giant planet killing weapon. There's no, there's no like, I don't know how the, 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 uh, the first order even relates to the rebellion really, or the, or the resistance because there's, there's also the Republic. So, I guess they're fi- they're fine. I guess for, <laughs> right, at least until yeah. the planet gets blown up. Yep. But like, there's no. I'm not sure what the scope of the of the first order's power actually is. And generally, I would say it doesn't really matter that much. But when you have the history of Star Wars, and I'm because like if you get to the if you look at the first movie, you could you could very easily say, well, it doesn't matter. It's just it's you know World War II in space. And the Nazis are the empire, et cetera, et cetera. And you know who the good guys are. You know who the bad guys are. But when you're continuing the story, it's it's like it's like now we're into uh, Cold War East Germany, right? And we don't know who's controlling what or you know. So it, there needs to be some sort of context as to what's going on with these guys.
0: Right. We are, we already have the backstory from the original six movies, so now you yeah. can kind of fill in the details. You don't need to sort of wipe the whole slate clean and start over and I, because they already understand everything
1: and honestly i i would not be surprised whatsoever if if the conversation if like there was a there's a script out there somewhere where that stuff is in there and then the people people behind the camera i don't know if it was the director or, or, or disney or whatever was just like okay that's great we're, happy. we're that's so cool that you put all that thought into this but uh, we just need to keep everybody engaged we need to keep the action moving in this movie and i think you know i when when people when people first came out of it the people i knew a lot of them responded reacted to it as like oh man it's a, it's a roller coaster ride it's just action you know front to back and it's the polar opposite of what the prequels were which was just kind of a lot of talking and yeah. and and trade agreement stuff or at least you know traditionally that's the the belief anyway yeah so i could see why they would kind of shy away from more complex um uh, politics stuff but even complexity is as, complexity aside i wish that there was some sort of stronger um reinforcing of 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 the relationship between the two fighting sides
0: yeah yeah
3: i
1: yeah
0: i get the from the movie i get the opinion that the first order was outside of the empire somehow but i don't really understand how they got all their stuff um but looking at the the wikipedia it says that the first order is a rump state which is basically like a part of a state that falls apart it goes off on its own Mm -hmm. um And it has been amassing its power in secret for three decades since the return of the Jedi. So so it's like Hydra basically. Yeah. I don't really get that from this movie at all. No. Um, And they feel like they're a totally new organization that we have to deal with, even though they're using all the Empire's uh, ships and stuff. They somehow got all that stuff from them, uh, which I don't know. I'm not going to go into how much of all that makes sense, but it's, it's it's easily a shorthand for these are the bad guys because they fly the bad guy ships and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um and then Kylo Ren obviously because I guess we can talk about the uh the villains and everything who is um why can't I always what it's Kylo Ren and who's the the dark
1: lord at this point? Snope? Snoke. Snopes.com dot yeah. com. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he fact checks all the Jedi. He, does. he does. I That's mean really
1: he does funny. he does uh tell you that Han Solo is his father. That's a fact that he drops on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Veracity Bro. pants on fire. Uh, So, so, yeah i mean we can talk about the the new villains and i think my criticism of the villains in this it ties into my whole sort of i don't really i don't really like the cyclicalness that they're trying to go here which is kind of like a a david simon wire version and fantasy uh, star wars stuff where you know this is never going to end this conflict is going on forever the good versus evil uh, here's a whole bunch of new characters who are related to the old characters, and they're going to fight their own version of evil because this is just a cycle it'll always keep going and going um What's frustrating about it to me is when I first saw the movie, I thought it was cool that Kylo, that no one is particularly good at being a Jedi or a Sith in this movie mm-hmm. and when I watch it again, I find it kind of irritating and i I don't know <laughs> I don't know why and I think it's better for the story if they're not particularly good but i i i it's sad that you kind of see them bumbling their way through everything, oh, like it's, Kylo it's Ren and Ray. It's too bad, it's so, too bad uh, they I weren't— Can I stick
2: up for Kylo Ren? Because, you know, I, I've got a lot of criticisms with with the movie. I mostly don't like it, but I still do like Kylo Ren. I mean, the Snoke is—he looks like a cheap Voldemort. He, I didn't like it at all. But uh, Kylo Ren, I think the meta aspect around him is really cool. It's almost like they, they wanted to get a Darth Vader— but they knew that they could never do that again, and they'd never get it if they even tried. They would yep. just fail. So they got Kylo Ren, who is that in a character. He's a guy who wants to be Darth Vader but just fails. He's not as good at it.
1: Yes. And I yeah, like I, it. I think it's cool. I think, I think Kylo Ren is a great character. I think, I think they nailed it with him, especially because if you look at – I mean, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, he's the most accurate dark side character they've ever had. Because the the entire description of the dark side is that you know you you are giving in to your anger and your hate, so of course he's going to be like kind of and he's he's not fully trained at this, you know he's he's kind of he's kind of a dark side hipster to yeah. an extent, yeah, which makes perfect sense why he would be prone to tantrums and outbursts and because that 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 feels more where where the Jedi is is all about more focus and everything it makes perfect sense to me that Kylo Ren would be fly off the handle so easily yeah, and be it's so rage. overly emotional yeah i think he's great i mean and the the i kind of consider i was thinking about this when i was watching it this time i kind of consider the story to be more about him about his journey than about anybody else's because he's the only one that really kind of goes on an arc um ray's ray kind of is just sort of getting started finn is sort of just you know he's 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 a fun character, but he doesn't really do much. He's just sort of there. Same with Poe Dameron. But if you're looking for someone who is going through an actual change in the movie, uh, Kylo Ren is is number one at the top of that list because it's it's clearly established that he is, um, you know, he was he's uh, Han and Leia's kid who was force force sensitive or whatever. Went to train with Luke, got seduced to the dark side. But he is, <clears throat> excuse me, he is constantly fighting this urge to, he's fighting this, the, the, the pull from both sides, just the way like Luke was in, in you know, or at least they implied Luke was, but he never really was. Right, yeah. um, Here, the, the fight feels real for him. And uh, I, I think, and at, at the end, he, he takes the steps necessary to further his descent into the dark side by killing his father. And I, I mean, as far as a, a single arc, single char- character arc, I think it's it's really good. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that he's... um, I think he's fleshed out the most just because he gets the most information about his story, right? Like, yeah. Ray, Ray doesn't... You don't really learn anything about her. You don't learn a lot about Finn except for the fact that he wants to be a good guy. Um, Ren gets the most development out of all it. And I, I like the... I like the sort of... I like the development that they have with him. I I, I feel it's just sort of the cyclical nature of... The, for some reason, the training of the Jedi, to me, feels like a tedious aspect to repeat over and over again. Does that make mm-hmm. sense?
1: Well, I mean, they're not... So in in what sense here, do you mean? Well, like, because, in, like,
0: the movie is... Th- this movie, I, like, for better or for worse, is a lot of retreads of what worked for A New Hope in a lot of ways. Like, the is right, very yeah. similar and things like that, but the the fact that you have to retrain a new jedi feels very tedious to me because the training of the jedi in this universe isn't particularly interesting to me like there's nothing That's it's why not, they skip
1: over it mostly yeah
0: right like they'll do they'll do a little training like rocky training montage or something but it i I'm also of the opinion I don't really want to see like a whole bunch of jedi running around fighting each other that doesn't feel very
1: interesting to me. Yeah, so, I don't I don't think we have to worry about that.
0: So, <laughs> so it's I I don't know, I find that to be the most tedious aspect of the repetition that this movie represents that this is all sort of starting over again and they're going to train. Although I do think that Abram seems to have a better understanding of what the light side and dark side would be sort of like uh, on the psychology of the characters mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. We can go into, but this lightsaber fight at the very end of this movie is my favorite out of all the movies.
1: It's I, uh, it's unbelievable. It's so good.
0: And I think I think a big reason why is because I remember ranting and raving in the other movies about the fights never represented what these characters actually claim to believe in a right. lot of ways. Like in uh, the last prequel, Obi Wan draws his lightsaber first on Anakin and attacks him. Mm-hmm. And it's like what the hell is going on? Like this guy should be purely defense or whatever. But just the shot of Rey getting pinned down, and she basically just meditates. Like, we're going to take meditation as shorthand for like calming your emotions and stuff like that. And right. that's what allows her to beat Ren, which is totally makes sense. And it's the way that a lot of the Jedi should fight in this universe, in my opinion. But if you guys just want to talk about the fight scene and what, what you enjoyed or disliked about it.
1: Do you want to go, Dave? I thought it looked
2: really good. It was in the snow, there was the red and the blue. They did it in like a dark light kind of akin to the Luke and uh, Darth Vader fighting Empire Strikes Back where it's all dark light and the lightsabers are lighting everything and, up. And uh, but...
0: Tyrannus and uh, Anakin.
2: Yeah. I deleted that from my memory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
2: but I don't know. They, you know, one of the problems, the second time around when I watched it, and again, granted it was on a flight, but what bored me the most with the movie was every single action scene. And it starts with the stupid monsters in Han Solo's freighter, which was the worst scene in the whole movie. Uh, yeah. And it moves on and on. The battle on Orange Yoda's planet was awful as well. And I'll get into that <laughs> later. That was just butt. But um, the lightsaber fight in the end, by the time you get there, I don't know. The action just... I mean, it looks really good. I guess that's the best action scene in the movie, I can say. Yeah. But there's no... There's no meaningful dialogue in it. Like, there's nothing that I take away from it, unlike the other lightsaber fights that happen in the original three. Do sure. uh,
0: yeah, sorry. I, I just have one question, and I don't want to mm-hmm. go on it too long. But do watching it this time, I got the opinion. I think they were they're dropping hints that I never realized before that these two recognize each other on some subconscious level. Is that does that make sense? Do I you, think do you there's, get that opinion.
1: I don't know if I would say they recognize each other, but I think there's some sort of, uh, um, you know, I for lack of a better term, like force-sensitive. Uh, like, okay. I think there's, they, they notice there's something about, yeah. so, like, the one of the reasons that I love the fight is because I actually uh, think that it's, by the time you get to this point, I, like, okay, so... For me, the thing that has always interested me more than anything else in Star Wars has been, you know, the characters. And I I think in all of movies basically, a uh a strong character motivated lightsaber fight is pretty much the best thing you'll ever see. Yeah. Like the lightsaber is is probably one of the best if not the best weapon ever put on film. Just cause it's it's made it's made for movies. It's got Drama built into it, unless <laughs> unless you spend it's made 30 for minutes. movies because it otherwise doesn't make sense as a <laughs> That's weapon. That's true, but you know what I mean. You know but, what
0: I mean. I mean. It can go down to like the color can represent things.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean you know you it's it's a it's a weapon, but it's also a light source, so you can use it in really cool, creative ways, and it has a lot of drama built into it, unless you're doing it for thirty minutes in in a volcano planet, and then you're just kind of bored by it. Um, <laughs> And like, it's, it's a swords and swords are always uh, more interesting. You know, I, uh, clearly I'm a Highlander fan. Um, and so this movie, by the time you get to the point where they have their lightsaber fight, I feel like they've done a good enough job building up these characters. Like the, the Ray's kind of thing through the movie is that, you know, based on the title, um, it's the awakening of her force powers. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, she, she comes in contact with the lightsaber earlier and it's, she gets some sort of like flashback to, so she's connected. She's a, she's connected to the Skywalker family somehow. Clearly they haven't said how yet, but she clearly is. And so I start when I, the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, these two are related and they don't even know it. And it's like a, it's, it, just goes back into the family struggle that is central to Star Wars, it's, except in this case they don't they don't realize that it's a that that's what's happening. Yeah, right. Um, and, uh, you know, when Rey's you know final thing where she force pulls the lightsaber into her hands is just like the. It's 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 a it's an emotionally charged lightsaber fight that I haven't seen since probably Empire Strikes Back. So I I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I I, I like everything. Um, my big thing is that the lightsaber fights need to have a narrative sort of arc to them. Mm-hmm. That's what makes mm-hmm. them better, as opposed. To, that's what the prequels went wrong. A lot of it was just fighting. It was like Matrix fighting for the sake of just fighting each other. Yeah. Um, and I I like the whole build up. I like the fact that uh, Finn gets the lightsaber first and he can't yeah. particularly do anything with it uh and then ray gets it i think is a nice turn I, I always i always feel that's a good emotional payoff for the finn character sort of at the end where he's uh willing to
1: protect his which friends gets and everything. A, it's a, a, a hot lightsaber up the back <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> which which feels like it should do more damage than it does to him by the very end of it but i guess well, their you know, spinal replacement is advanced at this point
1: yeah and i think i think uh I, I hate to 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 be one of these guys, but I feel like Kyler Ren was probably pulling his punches a bit with him. I I get
0: the opinion he's toying with him. They don't really yeah. make it explicit, but I, I wish they had made it a little bit more explicit. But I, I get that opinion, or that would be I, my take on it.
1: There's a lot of argu- a lot of uh, whining I've heard about this movie that comes down to that fight scene in like why would. Why would Finn be able to to stand with Kylo Ren at all? I, I, in the same- I
0: have a friend who uh, well, that's his main criticism of it. Yeah,
1: and and the same with Ray. and it's like, well, first of all, they spend the entire movie telling you how powerful Chewie's blaster is, and then <laughs> Ky- <laughs> Kylo Ren takes one right in the fucking hip. Yeah, so clearly he's not at a hundred percent when he starts fighting. Yeah,
0: they, and they, they second a of lot all of clues.
1: Yeah, and second of all, they establish even kind of you know it's kind of ham fisted we can talk about this when we get to the uh, to the orange uh, yoda part but they established that there is some sort of hand-to-hand combat involved being a stormtrooper uh so the, the idea that finn is fairly capable with a lightsaber is not beyond the pale yep. and kylo ren is is clearly just fucking with him until he decides that he's had enough and just you know pulls the spine out basically
0: do you, do you feel that maybe the mistake here is making finn too much of a uh, comic relief character uh, is it, do you like,
2: they try really hard with the jokes and it feels like it tries pretty hard with the jokes.
0: Yes. I, well, I think it does damage to the Finn character because I would have liked to have seen a little bit of some stormtrooper training from him at some point. Yeah.
1: yeah. He's it's, it's interesting cause he is, you know, f- for, for a movie where really, um, you'd think that so in the original star wars you've got luke skywalker is basically your point of view character right he's the guy who's has is not involved at all with the the rebellion so he's the one being brought into this new world being shown stuff that he's never seen before and all that kind of stuff and you would think that ray would be that character in this movie but it really feels like it's finn because finn feels the one who's feels the least like he's part of this world, which is kind of weird because he's a stormtrooper. It seems like he's the one who's kind of like reacting more and more to the new things that he's being put into than even Ray is. But I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess they're kind of both of them, but he like, when I think about it, I feel like, okay, Ray is, Ray feels part of this world Finn feels like yeah he almost feels like a comic relief character more than anything else
0: yeah he, I <laughs> mean he's
1: probably he, why he's gonna start the next movie in a coma
0: right <laughs> Well, he, he, <laughs> he reminds me of the he's the Han Solo role in this movie he's the one that's like what the fuck is all this shit like how, how is this actually happening and um, the Solo role I, I think the Solo role worked better just because Solo also showed moments of being like badass in particular and finn doesn't really mm-hmm. have that like he he gets his shot at the end where he fights with the lightsaber but before that he's not really he, he's not really intense enough for like a good enough fighter where i would understand why how he came from the stormtrooper universe it's a minor problem but i think that he they should have just toned down his sort of jokey hammy like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on this kind of stuff
1: well um, what what i noticed this time is uh Man, it's a shame he defected because he is the only stormtrooper that can actually hit something. Apparently, yes,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but with with him with him, it's weird because I I kind of appreciate him because he's kind of bad at his job. Sure, you know, like he's he.
0: Well, it fits the theme of the a, Jedi being bad at their jobs in this. Too. Yeah, well,
1: well, you know, like I, my, one of the things I've I've said this on a multiple multiple podcasts, but the best characters are usually not very good at their job. Yeah, and um, um, Finn is kind of like. He's, he's, his heart's there. He's really trying to help people, but he's just not capable enough to do it. Yeah. So that's why when he, you know, when he ends up being the, the, the uh, point of contact for the action, it usually doesn't go very well. And he usually gets his ass handed to him. <laughs> um, which is kind of, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed that. But yeah, he is, he is definitely more, uh, he's less of the Han Solo and he's more of the C3PO. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: He's, <laughs> he's, the, he's the combination of these guys. So I guess we can, um, I guess we should just spend a little bit of time on Rey. Um, you know, we can get our sort of uh, social justice warrior antics up uh, by supporting her <laughs> or claiming that it's horrible that it's a woman who's in the film. But I, I, I don't. I
2: only lot. refer to it as Lady Star Wars. <laughs> females, you
0: call them females. Female yeah. Star Wars. Force Awakens
2: is Lady Star Wars.
0: <laughs> the. Um, Ray's just problematic to me just because you don't get a lot of what's going on. And that's obviously going to come out in future movies and stuff. Um, but as you were saying, Clay, it doesn't feel like her story in a lot of way because she is not particularly drawn out in this in any yeah. sense. Yeah, uh, She's kind of the character that everyone else plays off of as she is on her arc through. Like Kylo Ren plays off of her, Finn play, plays off of her, uh, Han Solo plays off of her. So I don't get a lot from her. I, I think the role does well enough as it is with this sort of thing. And I don't know. I, I think she has potential to grow into the future. Like, I think The Last Jedi, the next movie that comes out, should probably explore this a little bit more. But in terms of this movie, it's not too impressive.
2: No, she's, a, I mean, that's why I said she feels so much like a J.J. J. Abrams character and less like a Star Wars character. Like, there's not a whole lot of development to her. There is a lot of mystery. And it should also be said that Daisy, what's her name? Ridley Dee- Ridley yeah Daisy Ridley she was great. Yeah. I mean yeah, she's, she's definitely like charismatic. Yeah. She's a good actress. I liked watching her on the screen. She's cute but um the character there's there's not a whole lot to it. I loved her in the beginning when they established the mystery and mm-hmm. then it's just they they jumped right into her being a Jedi. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so I I disagree with that a little bit because you know I I understand that um um you know, I understand the criticism that that this movie kind of like relies on your interest in the next one more than it does, you know, kind of stand on its own. And I uh, I acknowledge that and I, I don't entirely disagree with it. But for her specifically, I kind of feel like sh- her character is kind of the story moving forward. She's kind of like finding out more about her is part of the story, is is the main drive of the story. Um and in this one, I think meeting her and finding out that there's something about her and that she has these sort of preternatural uh uh, uh disposition to the force is enough for me to to make me interested to see what they do with her later. like I, I feel like I feel like going from with her, going from uh nothing uh, uh scavenger on on Jack who up through she's basically pulling excalibur out of the stone at the end is enough for me for this movie like if they were to have some scene where they're like oh i bet you didn't realize if if kyla ren was like we're not so different you and i yeah. seeing as we're both part of the same family or something like i like that would just be too much you know yeah. like i and i i totally i totally understand the criticism that you know it's it's you know i guess it i guess it depends on your point of view of 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 the characters and and who who's kind of on the journey and like I said I kind of viewed it more that the journey belongs to Kylo Ren in this movie at least the at least the clear arc belongs to him so it doesn't bother me that much that Rey doesn't have more of a a, of a of an endpoint or revelation to her character because I feel like they do enough to kind of send her down the runway for the for the following movies now that being said. And this goes for for all of the similarities to the to you know I know that's another thing is people get are, are like oh it's it's just a rehash of all the other stuff I totally understand that, that's part of my thread the needle kind of rationalization where it's like well they kind of for a lot of people I think they just needed to do stuff that seemed like Star Wars yeah. so they could you know get back on everybody's good graces. If Last Jedi comes out and it's just more of the same thing, then my opinion of this movie will go way down. Sure. But I am currently working on the assumption not the assumption but the hope that they did that just to kind of get everybody back into the star wars swing and now they're going to do something different but we'll see i don't know
0: something different for last jedi in terms of what like they wouldn't have this uh, like how this movie plays out would be totally different like it
1: just wouldn't be it would be less of a rehash of of the other movies like they would actually be they would actually just be forward moving the story forward doing something new I mean, uh, I guess one of the things that hamstrings you with this, with Star Wars in general, is that it kind of there, there's seems like there's only a handful of things that you can do sometimes.
0: Yes. Yeah, well, um, it's the ring theory, Clay. You have to cling to the ring theory. Oh, of
1: course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, this movie has to. This movie has to line up uh, with. Uh, uh, I don't know where we are in the ring at this point. <laughs>
0: That's very confusing, but I think it's it's probably two, right? Because one and six go together, so seven and
1: two probably go together. Well, I guess seven and. Like fifteen, is yeah. how, how does this expand out?
0: <laughs> it, it ties in with the uh, the fifteenth Thor movie, actually, yes. is my ring yeah. Theory, so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I, that was kind of I kind of went off topic there. But like, I, basically, I don't. I I like her character. I, I think I don't think that you need a ton of backstory to make her work in this movie. And I think they I think they give you enough for now clearly they're going to address that other stuff later and you know so I think for what they do I think it's fine
0: well it's interesting I mean I think the next movie I don't think there's any way that it can't be somewhat like empire right like for like it, it's got to be the something bad has to happen in the next movie i would assume
1: Right? Yeah, I I wouldn't but I mean like that's a very I general say, narrative thing. Yeah, but. I wouldn't say something bad happening means it's like a ripping like this this movie is kind of like uh you know if you go to if you go to the if you go to the CD store you're going to see uh uh Journey's greatest hits, Leonard Skinner's greatest hits and Star Wars's greatest hits and that's just going to be a DVD for the Force Awakens. It's kind of it's 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 kind of a little bit of everything from the first three movies. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they've gotten that out of their system so they can do something a little bit different. But I, you know, honestly, if it doesn't happen, it wouldn't surprise me. But if it does happen, it would, I would, I I think that would be very, you know, welcome. So I, I think that's a, can I
2: just add here? I think that's a, a really, I think you're being very hopeful and I think the same way you do, like, I hope that they just got this out (laughs) of their system, but it brings it right back to like what you said earlier, that this is a polar opposite movie than what George Lucas did with the prequels, where the prequels were a guy trying to get out a story and focusing all of his energy on the story. And granted that man doesn't understand human interactions. So it comes out (laughs) a little weird and he's an egomaniac, but this was something completely different. Whereas it's not one guy doing it. It's I got the feeling and I, my main criticism of it was that, it wasn't written by a guy with a vision. It was written by a bunch of people in a room with a whiteboard, like all the way through. That's how it felt like, well, we have to do this. This would be too risky. We can do this here. We need two lightsaber fights. We need a space battle. There has to be X-Wings fighting TIE fighters. Like, I guess that's what bugs me about it. And I really do hope they got it out of the system. Cause you can do so much with the franchise. And I really do love the franchise. Um, but I'm not too hopeful. What they showed me in the first one with Force Awakens the... was, I think that's what we're going to get with the next two.
0: This is the movie that, to me, feels most like this is a franchise. Like, the the prequels are terrible, but, like, you'll never say that that is not George Lucas's uh, sort of goal with what he wanted to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. if anyone else was able to weigh in, they would have made those movies better by telling George Lucas, this is yeah. terrible, like, we need to improve it. So... I respect the fact
1: that it's the like prequels... it's like when your child it's like when your child hands you a drawing they did. And you're like, yep, you definitely drew that. Yeah,
0: this, is, <laughs> this is definitely, definitely excellent. But like it's the prequels are a lot of way like similar to uh, The Room, that very
1: bad movie. It's like this is
0: clearly this guy's like mindset on film. And this is what he wanted to do. <laughs> yes. And I'm glad in that, that
1: scene he... when in that scene where Anakin's like, I did not hit her. I did not hit her. <laughs> Uh, oh, hi Jaja. Oh hi Jaja. <laughs> that's the uh Oh, that's... why has nobody done that? We we'll c- cut in uh, the uh
0: cut in his yeah. dubs, yeah.
1: Oh, somebody please do that. <laughs> but I think that
0: I can respect the prequels even though they're terrible just for they are that this to me is and I've said this in other uh things like the way that movie going or movie making seems to be at this point because everything is so franchised and sort of like uh sequel de- dependent that the directors are more just caretakers of things. They aren't actually Mm -hmm. making movies that are their opinion of what this universe would be and if I were to make this universe. It's more, I'm a very gifted director and I get a lot of directing jobs because I'm very good at maintaining franchises like this. I give people what they want. Um, They're not the greatest original stories you've ever seen, but you hit all the nostalgia points and you retread enough while also giving a new fresh air into the whole thing to revitalize it. And that's what Abrams did for Star Trek, and it's kind of what he's done for Star Wars at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I I am hopeful. You know, honestly, just based on what they did with Rogue One, it makes me think that all right, they're maybe willing to take a couple chances that you wouldn't expect. Like, if who directed? You, I mean,
0: Ro- who directed Rogue One?
1: Uh, I think his name's Gareth Edwards. I think oh, okay. the it's guy, the... the guy that did uh, Godzilla.
0: Is Ryan?
1: Ryan, guess, johnson, ryan, ryan johnson ryan johnson is, doing, ne- the, last is the next one yeah
0: okay all right that i'm i'm excited for that if that if if anything can break us out of the mold i would think that ryan johnson directing the next one could change what i just said
1: in the past yeah he's months. as far as i know he's writing it too okay uh, um, that makes me hopeful. yeah and you know i i i are we are we gonna cover rogue one at some point
0: yep yep i still I would haven't love seen to. it but it's on netflix oh, now okay. for everyone yeah
1: well like and what they what they do with Rogue One without giving too much away is 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 not what I would have expected uh Disney to do with a Star Wars property you know it like the last forty five minutes of Rogue One, I was like oh i i never i i literally i genuinely was not expecting this level of violence yeah um and you know among other things but it's it's like that that gives me a little bit of hope that maybe that they are willing to you know take some chances and stuff like I know the, the criticism of the Marvel movies is kind of what you're saying about the, uh, um, the caretaker thing. And I've noticed that the last few of them feels like they're getting away from that a little bit. The directors seem to be putting a, a little bit more of a stamp on things, which is nice. So maybe they're kind of you know opening their, their grip a little bit. But I, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. But the, the way that it is for me is my opinion of Force Awakens weighs heavily on what they do with the next two of them. Sure. like i I can watch this movie right now and enjoy it and I think I enjoy it more because I think the characters are great and I think the interactions are great and I think the way that they move the story along is great but I also like I said completely understand all of the uh, uh criticisms about it not standing on its own et etc et etc et etc and if the next two come out and it's the same shit over and over again yeah then i'm gonna be I'm gonna be bummed out but it, it won't it won't totally surprise me, but I'm going to be bummed out. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of difficult and kind of unfair to, to to do to say that because it should stand on its own. Um, but you know, it'll be. I'll be really interested to see where they go with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's. Is there an argument for movies like this at this point? Do not need to stand on their own. I
1: right? think so. Yeah. I mean it, yeah it's tough cuz i mean you know it's it's an instant criticism if you if you want to find something to hate about them like i i read a review of uh, rogue one where they where they mentioned well if you take rogue one and you make it not star wars then it's a terrible movie it's just a it's a really you know it's a stupid bad sci-fi movie that's kind of and and i don't disagree with that but it's like you know you're for better or worse most of the emotional story weight in Rogue One depends on what you know about the Star Wars universe yeah so i guess that's a good thing and a bad thing cuz it it lets you tell some kind of cool continuing stories but it also you know takes away from mm-hmm. it can seem to take away from uh having to actually create a beginning middle and end of a story yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead, I was
3: gonna
2: say, the answer to your question for me is like, no, uh, I'm not I'm never going to get past that. It's it's a two and a half hour thing that I'm watching and probably spending money to watch. Like I need it to stand on its own or I'm going to hate it. Yeah. If if I spend that time and spend that money and effort and I walk away with like nothing but a teaser
1: to go buy the next one. Yeah. No, it sucks. I hate it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's, OK. It's... I, I don't. I don't disagree with that, but I think there's levels of which you can do it and have it be satisfying. Like, I I don't feel... I felt satisfied by the characters in this movie and the character movement and the movement of the story. Um, I don't think this movie is as much of an ad for the next one as as some of these movies tend to be. Like, there are some of them that you can really tell that they are just, like... Just lay in pipe hard for the next movie and don't really care about what's going on and in, in inside the story they're telling now. Yeah. I don't really think this is one of those. I think I think they are, you know, if that was the case, then, you know, Ray and Poe and Finn would not be nearly as engaging to watch. Um, they probably wouldn't have killed off Han Solo because I mean, you know, why not? More Han Solo is going to bring people back to the movie. There's no reason to kill him off.
3: That's right. Uh,
1: like I sure. think I I think this is not as egregious as some other movies are, or general egregious. When um, that's the, the new character that I <laughs>
0: <is>. <laughs> he just twirls uh, twirls ticket stubs in his eight hands. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know but, I, I think I think there are other movies that ha- that are a lot more uh, egregious with that stuff than this is.
0: I, I think it's just I'm. I think I'm sort of bouncing back because I'm sort of being like beaten to de- beaten down by the ne- Netflix model here a yeah. little bit where now that we can binge watch everything I do feel that it's infecting movies a little bit the the downside is that the Netflix show all comes out at once so you can binge it as you can go through the thing as fast as you want where the movies still take 2 to 3 years apart from each other right so right. it's incredibly unsatisfying to have to wait for that long time and i think that's the downside of the movies doing it out although i do think that ideology is is penetrating the movies because of how sequel based they are on everything and I, i'm just i'm it's like my re- relationship with craft of beer i'm now just swinging away from it like the other way where i'm like <laughs> you know i'd like to just watch the top 100 movies of all time because they stand on their own it's like an hour and a half and i can just finish it in that time and be done with it yeah. um and i, I that, that kind of a mentality um, suits me at this point. Although this is wait, hold on. Star Wars.
1: So you're like, you're like actively choosing to drink like a Miller Light now. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, no. It's just my re- like, I the next beer, if any beer pushes how hoppy it is to me, I'm just like, fuck this thing, get it out of my face. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want your hoppy beer, get it away. Okay, from.
1: I thought you meant you were swinging back. Like you know what? I just, I just don't like quality beer. I just, I would prefer just like a lukewarm Coors Light. <laughs> that that's, that's been like open in the fridge for about like a day and a half
0: that that's i mean uh, i think a lot of these uh these these smaller craft breweries are just basically doing that and just selling it to me with an IPA <laughs> <hearing> all over <laughs> the package
1: anyway that's that's okay that's fair
0: <laughs> but yeah that's the that, that's my sort of take on it i'm just i i would like them to stand a little bit on their own although you know, going back to the the originals and the prequels, I feel that they stood. All of those movies stood on their own more than this movie stands on its own. I think.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah,
0: I mean, for the prequels, are it's terrible not, at it, but they do it.
1: Yeah, it's just. Not, I mean, it's that it wasn't really the culture to do it the way that they're doing it now.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I'm sure. Sh- yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. I'm, I, 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 don't want to defend that model by saying, "Oh, it was a different time," or defend the current model by saying it was a different time. But it, it kind of was a little bit. But um, yeah, I, the Netflix thing, it's, it's been interesting because it seems like it is bleeding into movies, but the movies aren't learning from it. At least the most of them aren't, uh, because they're a lot of them seem to be putting the cart before the horse. In that they're trying to get you interested in the next one, but they're not doing anything to establish your interest in the thing at all in the first one.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I think that was the big, uh, well, well, one of the big missteps with what DC Comics is doing with their movies is they're just like, they're just like, hey, remember how Marvel spent you know ten movies before they got to the Avengers and they you know they actually built a world and then they combined it? We're just we're not going to do that. We're yeah. just going to just jump to the Avengers and hope that you want to see the next one after that um whereas the netflix thing is like you can binge watch stuff but they are like the the qual- the quality has moved to netflix and moved to this 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 uh decompressed storytelling kind of thing yeah um but i i think I, that i don't they, know where i'm going with this so feel free to cut me off well
0: i i think that the i think netflix is still learning how to do it because in like for the you're talking about the defenders like the netflix ver- the dc version of uh, no, no. The, the the Defenders would be the Marvel version of like Daredevil and uh, Iron Fist and everything. They did that sort of model with it, where they all had their own series and then they combined with each other. The, the problem with me is that Netflix still takes a very... It takes almost too long to get to the, that point where they're all together. Because maybe just speaking for the general fan, I wouldn't want to... I don't want to pour that amount of time into these characters that I don't really care about where I'm more concerned about seeing them all together is a more interesting story to me. Yeah. It would be like the... Well,
2: that's the way like, I felt with comic books growing up in general. Like, I really liked the comic characters, but I couldn't jump into, like, a Superman solo comic book and just start reading it. I couldn't do it. But all the crossover stuff I
1: ate up as a kid. Like, I loved it. That's all I wanted to read. Yeah. Well, with the, I mean, we're getting kind of a little off topic, but the. the uh,
0: oh well, I'll the, pull it back. <laughs> this is my piece well, yeah, of statement.
1: I was just going to say, I, with the defenders stuff, I actually I agree with you. I feel like they're they're going they're doing too much with that because like the Daredevil show is really good, Jessica Jones show is really good, and both of those shows stand on their own as as their own thing. Did you watch Daredevil? I can't remember.
0: I watched season one of Daredevil.
1: Did you not? Did you not like it?
0: I it, it should have been six episodes. It, it yeah, that's the long. other thing.
1: It's too long. Yeah. But Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Luke Cage is okay. It's not it's not bad. Iron Fist is basically 13 episodes of just hot garbage. Yeah, sure. And but it was like it was like they did it because they had to do it to get to the Defenders thing. Right. Um you could have introduced that character in 30 seconds and, you know, saved yourself 18 hours of television. Was he was it um, a
0: similar <laughs> 13 episode or 18 episode? Yeah. yeah
1: okay. it, it felt like it was about 30, but it yeah. was it was 13. Um, but the way they did it in the movies, I think, was it was a little bit more successful because they you know, they introduced each of their main players for the Avengers in their own kind of thing. And so you had a recognition of these characters. You had a recognition of the actors playing them and what kind of characters they were. So when you put them together, you were that much more interested in seeing how they were going to all react with each other. And you'll notice that – well, I guess there is a Hulk movie, but it doesn't really count. But I was going to say there, there's no real – There's no real Hulk movie before they get there because he's you know you don't need a Hulk movie. He takes he's the Hulk. Explain him in thirty seconds.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But
1: I I don't know how we got onto this topic.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, it can it can tie back into the the Force Awakens a little bit because you're 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 basically I want the
1: Supreme Leader Snoke standalone movie (laughs) is what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) I need the uh, what's the what's the general played by Don Hall Gleason Huxley? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, Hux uh, or something.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, General Hux or something. I need, I need for, 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 so.
1: instance, for instance, when they started doing the Star Wars movies again, and the first thing that came out was like, dude, they're finally going to make a Boba Fett movie. I was like, who the fuck wants to see a Boba Fett movie? Yeah. Yeah.
0: We've already seen like, Mace Windu take out his uh, his daddy with no, no sweat, so we know that there can't be anything good going on with that, right?
1: Yeah, or like, uh, there's some talk of doing like a Yoda movie. It's like, what? Who... What's the, it's uh, like a, what's the what's female the, what's Yoda's name? the story? Name? Oh, yeah, y- Yaddle. Yaddle.
0: <laughs> 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 they should just have the the romance of Yaddle and Yoda. Uh, can we? Can,
1: what's
2: Orange Yoda's name?
0: Oh, I was Mas just looking Pernata. at it. Yes. All right.
2: She's awful, right? Do we agree on this, that it's just a really cheap and stupid character that doesn't do anything or need to be there? She gives Ray the lightsaber, and that's it. That's all she's there to do.
0: Yes, yeah, basically. I think yeah. that I think that whole scene sucks. A because it's oh. an, yet another cantina scene. Um what what is the market for these would you cantinas prefer, They're just everywhere? Would
1: you, pre- <laughs> would you prefer it was a fifties diner with a fat forearmed uh fifties uh, fifties diner uh soda jerk? At least it. it
0: was an original idea that was terrible, but it was an original <laughs> was idea. Was it
1: <laughs> was it or was it the fact that George Lucas has two ideas? Star Wars and American Graffiti, and he was like, "You know what? Let's just do them both at the same time."
0: Maz, kan- Maz Kanada is a pointless character that they realized is pointless, so they gave her glasses. Right? Like that's the point of that uh, accoutrement of the character. Like the character is so pointless that you need kind of a weird thing to make them memorable in you know, a in a way. And I just. I don't know. I, th- that whole middle section of this movie I feel is probably the weakest stretch where they they're in the cantina and then they're doing all that stuff and then Ray gets captured by uh Ren and all that stuff. Um, I
1: like that scene. I like the scene. I like the scene where she gets the lightsaber and I like the scene where she gets captured. But, yep. you know, oh. I, I, I,
2: <laughs> oh, that entire
1: battle was just. Oh disgusting. no, I I mean specifically the scene with her and Kylo Ren where she gets captured. Where she gets oh, the like her being frozen,
2: interrogated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was alright. That was. Oh, and fun. and
1: like before that, where she's like in the woods, and then you know he freezes her with the force. Yeah, and yeah. then yeah, that stuff is pretty good. Um,
0: what what do you like about that battle, Dave?
1: Oh my God, the
2: setup to it is so dumb. It's just like. It's, it's almost like the characters should have just said to each other, like, oh, my God, now it's time to have a space battle and a ground battle at the same time that there was there was really nothing going on there. And then what killed it for me, even the first time I saw it, when I was digging the movie and liking it because I was comparing it to the prequels at the time, um, was that scene when uh, Paul comes in for the first time flying and they don't know that it's him. But he. I think he kills, I think I counted it, and it was eight or ten TIE Fighters in, like, 11 seconds. It's just like a video <laughs> game sequence of him doing flips and blowing up TIE Fighters, and if that didn't explain how good of a pilot he was, it cuts to Finn on the ground going, that's some pilot! Uh, it's just
1: yeah, I, that's, really uh,
2: embarrassing. That's
1: inexplicable. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. I, I will say, so there are a couple things that I would change that could have... Uh, that scene specifically has a couple things in it that they, they really should have done differently outside of just the general, um, you know, the fighting. I don't know why they show you that Poe is flying that thing until he gets out, because the entire up to that point, you think that he's dead and Finn thinks that he's dead. Oh right. And that reaction from Finn seems to be um Sort of like you know, it's like he doesn't know who the pilot is. You know, it's it's a stupid it's a stupid thing, but it's like he doesn't know who the pilot is, and and uh, you know, he's he's then happy to find out that it's his his buddy or you know, the guy. If you're you met. The in, if, if if you're on the internet, his his closeted gay love interest.
0: <laughs> they do have um, a very uh, Rocky and Apollo embrace when they run yeah, towards yeah. each other. Yeah,
1: but like that, I feel like that makes more sense. If he does, if, if the audience doesn't know that that's Poe flying that thing, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. like it should be, it, it should be more of a surprise that that Poe is alive and not just up oh, here he comes in his in a in a black tie fighter. I mean, yeah. a black wing. Uh, the other thing, I so I know uh, the stun baton um, stormtrooper gets a lot of shit, uh, uh, probably rightfully so. Uh, <laughs> that character should be Captain Phasma. Who's, who's captain has fun? The, the, see, yeah, you wouldn't Brienne even know. of Tarth. Yeah. The, 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 uh, oh, the, I see. The chrome, the chrome storm, stormtrooper captain. Okay. That should, be, that should be her. Yeah. Because otherwise, her character makes no fucking sense in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's in there, what she does. You don't even really get an idea of what happens to her at the end, because they just sort of allude to throwing her into a trash compactor or something. Yep. But, yep. like, she's the captain of his squadron, and... First of all, I don't know why some random stormtrooper would recognize Finn without his helmet on. <laughs> um, but secondly, she's the captain of the squadron, so it would make narrative sense for her to be the one that's calling him out. Yeah, calling him a traitor, right? That, yeah. That yeah, right. I don't, yeah. I don't know why they didn't do that. And you know, Because I mean, that sequence ends with that stormtrooper getting blasted by Han Solo. You don't have to, you don't have to kill her. You, you don't have to end it that way. Right. You yep. can get her out of there alive. Yep. So it I, that always kind of confused me as to why they you can't just do the same thing but actually have Captain Phasma do something instead of just you know uh, being a talking point for publicity.
0: Captain Captain Phasma, yeah, I, I mean we've we've seen weapons that can stop lightsabers in the prequels, I guess. So uh, I guess that's okay. I don't I don't know. Do you do you find that an obnoxious thing that the lightsabers have other? weapons that are not lightsabers that they can hold their own against? No. Yes. It, it's it annoys obnoxious. you? Yeah. It
1: annoys I, me. I don't. I mean, I, I think of it like practically if I was the Empire, I'd be like, you know, maybe we should develop some weapons that can stand up to lightsabers. I know. Pour a little, poor poor little
0: R&D money into this lightsaber technology. Yeah. <laughs> it's going places.
1: Hey, I know we've allotted a uh, most... Let's just generously say most of the budget for our planet-sized <laughs> planet-killing weapon. Our third Death Star?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that we haven't really talked on about that. I mean, that ties into the. It's just a a beat that we're repeating from previous movies, right? Yeah, yeah. It's. I don't think think, there's anything else to say about it. Yeah, it got
1: dumped on a lot already. Yeah, it's just fairly lazy. I mean, I. I I don't know. I will say. Let me just say, a hollowed-out planet
2: is cooler than a full space station. Like that was. That was. Oh yeah. They're gonna do it again. Yeah, that was cooler. I'll say it. Yeah.
1: I I will. I, I totally agree. But if you want to get into like the practicality of it, the there's enough arguments about how they could possibly build a Death Star sized space station uh, at the full height of the Empire. How does something a group that has risen from the ashes of the Empire manage to build that thing in a fucking planet? Yeah. Yeah. Like That's, where does it, the money no come politics from? to it? Yeah, where does the money come from? Like who are the people on that planet that they displaced? And obviously, I don't. This doesn't. I wouldn't. I don't want them to go into this in the movie. But it's just. <laughs> it's just like it's such. I do. Such but impract- I do. Such an impractical weapon. Well, they. I mean, they probably. They get, Dave, Dave, when they get to the Force Awakened prequel movies in, in ten years, and <laughs> you can, I love them. I mean, yeah. they
0: probably had to pick a planet that has a very quick day night right because if you miss with that thing you have to wait a couple hours until the planet spins around and it lines up again right like this yeah yes the, the death star at least you can spin the space station around and i'd buy that but the planet is uh i don't i don't know if that's the way that it's actually going down
1: but yeah it's, yeah. it's if, if there's another thing in the next movie that they have to fly in and blow up i'm 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 out
0: you can't really, like as much
1: as much as i like what's going on if they do that again i'm like uh i did you
0: can't really do anything else though right isn't that i feel like
1: they've i feel like they've topped out
0: (laughs) (laughs) like once you start getting into blowing up planets there's not a lot of space haha that you can actually go to around like around that it's a very like i don't know the only other thing that i think that i'm surprised they haven't done is some sort of like mass brainwashing or something like i I, I don't know where else you can go with that although this movie's hinting at the possibility of brainwashing right it implies that the force is actually sort of a uh, interrogation technique that you can use. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to uh, to say, or we should give our final thoughts about this movie?
1: Um, yeah, I, there's one thing I do want to say. I, I this movie uh, I've <laughs> so I I I'm enjoy I enjoy talking about this stuff with you guys. Uh, I've found that in my real life, where Dave, you 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 can attest to this as well. Um, maybe fifteen fifteen years ago. I would be happy to talk about this stuff and argue the finer points of Star Wars with anybody. Uh, I'm sure we've done it many times, Dave. Um, <laughs> but like I've gotten to the point in my life where I just don't care to do that anymore. Yep. Um, I, I, I was uh, at, at Comic Con a couple years ago, and I was out to dinner with some uh, some uh, some friends and 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 you know some younger friends. And they started, like, getting into this, and I was like, man, I just – I was looking at a friend of mine who, who's roughly the same age as me that has the same thing where I was just like, I don't want to spend my dinner debating – listening to you point out why uh, Ray's force powers don't make any sense and how this movie's full of plot holes, specifically because I don't think it's really – I think they – all of the stuff that gets, like, the minutia they actually explain in this movie. Um, there's a lot of like dialogue that explains a lot of stuff. Like the, uh, the, the big one that, that I actually kind of was like, oh, that's what I have kind of a point is the map thing where they're like, well, if they had the entire map, except for that one piece, why didn't they just go to that other place and just look around? Yeah. Um, but they didn't because the rebellion didn't know that R2 had the map and also the map that the little piece that they had, they look at it, they say, well, this is no star system. We have any, any knowledge of. Okay. Uh, but it's like a lot of stuff like that they actually do a pretty good job of tying up a lot of those loose ends and uh you could argue that they sacrifice larger scale uh plot stuff for this for that but it's it's actually not that deep as far as uh you know inconsistencies and stuff like that go which which is kind of impressive
0: yeah i don't i don't find that the movie has particular i'm not i'm less inclined to sort of criticize the nuts and bolts of the movie as opposed to just sort of the general sense of it um i think it's more of a i think it's just kind of a limited ability of criticism where i think the movie's bigger problems are bigger than like what the movie actually is it's more about like what it represents in terms of movie storytelling and like what are you allowed to get away with in movies like this Mm -hmm. in terms of like what do you need to supply a paying audience with like dave was talking about um Right, right that's more my criticism of the movie than i think The movie itself is like a pretty solid B, B, B plus to me. Like, it's enjoyable Mm -hmm. to watch, and I don't think there's many problems with it. It doesn't blow my socks off, but it's certainly uh, something.
2: Yeah, I would agree that there's a B rating on that thing. But the question is, like, what do you compare it to? When I went into it the first time, I compared it to the prequels, so I liked it. Right. But then (laughs) as time went on, you know it has the star wars brand on it so i want it to live up to the original 3 so i like it less i don't know
1: hmm. yeah Do think- I, i'm interested i was just going to say i'm looking forward to to doing rogue one cuz i actually i haven't watched rogue one since i saw it in the theater which i really did like it but i think i think this might be a better movie than rogue one personally oh you have the worst opinions <laughs> 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 we can we can get into Rogue it. Rogue One we was do. really
2: good, and Force Awakens was really not. I was I was we'll, telling we'll Dave before
0: I, I've seen both opinions. I see people who do not like Rogue One, and I see people who love it. So I'm interested. I what do you think? I'll like it, or do you think I'll hate it?
2: I don't know.
1: I don't know uh, your
2: taste well enough. What do you say, Clay?
1: I don't know. Um, the plot's kind of dodgy in, in Rogue One. Uh, I know you're a big plot guy, Wes, so that yeah. might, that might bother you, but yeah, it, I don't, I don't dislike Rogue One. I think it's great. I, I really enjoy it. I think it's, a I, like Rogue One, Rogue One to me was the movie where I saw it and I was like, you know what? I'm fine with this now. I, I, like, I, I've kind of accepted the fate of Star Wars where yes. it's like, all right, <laughs> I, this is, this is just how it's going to be. They're going to make these movies. I'm going to see them and I'm going to go, That yeah, it was pretty good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. It's not, it's not like. The sacred cow that it may once have been, uh, I it's not it's not my thing anymore. It's not they're not making them for me, but I'm I'm hoping that I'm going to enjoy them.
0: Yeah, yeah. When did the sacred countess
1: disappear? Uh, what, for for me, it- I don't, I, it, I I don't know about you. Di- well, I I feel like Dave after you saw the first one, it kind of changed you as a human. Uh, as, uh, <laughs> episode one, I mean. Um, but it was never I never kind of held it quite as uh sacred as a lot of other people did but um yeah i don't know i think the the prequels did a pretty good job of of dialing me back off of that.
0: yeah i think i think it was the second one really i think the first one people were like well maybe it's just getting his sea legs out there like it's it's been a while <laughs> since he directed a movie maybe this will just uh work out in the wash but i think it was the second one that really turned people um away and the second one's just so terrible
2: yeah. yeah, for me, it's it's, it's, it's like it's going to sound like I'm saying this hyperbolically, but I'm trying to make an honest comparison. It's like a religion, like people, kids grew up with this stuff like it's a religion, and then yeah. the prequels came out, and you had to make your choice: did you want to double down on this
1: stupid <laughs> cult, or did you want to jump ship? And I jumped ship. Yeah, it's. It, I can only imagine the same thing happened when uh, the New Testament came out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I read uh, Richard Dawkins' so film models. criticism of the Star
1: Wars prequels, <laughs> and I was like, you know what?
0: This guy's talking a lot of sense. Where like, is the character
1: development for Jesus? <laughs> this this Jesus character, I don't know. He seems to have a lot of unexplained powers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think that's a pretty
0: good uh, takeaway from it. I think everyone is... Uh, in the same boats about this movie,
1: I think. Hey, by that metric, actually, if the third movie ends with Ray being crucified in front of everybody, (laughs) uh, I, you know, good on you, Disney.
0: Yeah. You were saying you were surprised by the amount of violence in Rogue One. So maybe the crucifixion scene
1: will really just put you over
0: (laughs) over the edge. Mel Gibson directs the, uh, the episode
1: nine. I I can't wait to have that conversation. You know, I, I, I really, I just love the crucifixion scene in Star Wars (laughs) nine. (laughs)
0: It's a good one. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, David and Clay, for coming on and talking Star Wars Force Awakens.
2: Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's pretty much it. Guys, if you enjoyed this, we're going to be continuing on with Rogue One. That'll wrap it up, and then we'll be doing it once every two years or whatever when the movie's actually <laughs> come out and we can
1: catch up. <laughs> once <laughs> every two years, two years after the movie comes out. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> right. taken
0: a long time to get to this point, but we're happy about it. Anyway, if you guys like the show a like and a comments, appreciate it on Facebook, you can uh, go to patreon.com slash the Penske file. Give a couple dollars. You get extra stuff like this to talk about different movies and things like that, but you go to patreon.com slash the Penske file. All right, that's it. So we're moving on to Rogue One. We'll have that out in a little while, and uh, we'll see where we stand with the Star Wars uh, franchise as a whole. See you then.